Hi there, today on Typical Books we're going to be talking about The Boogeyman. And we're going to be talking about The Boogeyman in a couple different ways. I have said or heard the word boogeyman more than I have in years over the past couple days. I have been offered an advanced reading copy of the anthology that's coming out, Enter Boogeyman. I've seen a couple reviews and most notably over at Criminali, I've watched the reviews, the honest review there and the Kickstarter launch video that he did so graciously for them. And I had missed this email and I'm going to have a video coming out soon about all the emails I missed about what great fiction people have offered for me to read. And this was one of them that I missed and I was so sad, but graciously enough, the people at Atron have sent the arc to me. Anyway, there's four days left in their Kickstarter campaign for this particular hardcover book. It is an anthology about the Boogeyman featuring none other than Stephen King. Okay. And this begins my little rabbit hole that I fell down over the past few days about the Boogeyman. Speaking of the Boogeyman, have you watched the 2023 film, The Boogeyman, that is also based on a story by Stephen King? I had thought just by natural fact that the Boogeyman, the story by Stephen King would be in the book Enter Boogeyman but that's not the case. It's a different story. And I'll get to that in one second. But I had watched The Boogeyman thinking it might be junky. You know, it's a PG-13 movie that debuted on Hulu and Disney, and it's on Disney still. If you have Disney, you can watch it for free anytime. I had rented it on iTunes and was blown away. I was really very impressed. Now, The Boogeyman is a 2023 American supernatural horror film. This is from Wikipedia, by the way, directed by Rob Savage. It is based on the 1973 short story by the same name by Stephen King. And the film stars Sophie Thatcher, Chris Messina, Vivian Lyra Blair, and David Desmalkian. And you may recall David Desmalkian from the Chainsaw Awards, which is where I know him from best. But I knew that he was going to be in this because I recognized clips from it once I was watching it. And boy, he does a bang up job. I really, really, really love his character. And reading the uh, Stephen King short story, it's very a similar character, just a very acidic, beaten down, really, really nihilistic, dark person who has had his life absolutely destroyed by the boogeyman. And you see this in the first few minutes. So I'm not really spoiling anything. I mean, the title of the movie is The Boogeyman. What do you think it's about? Just like the title of the book, Enter Boogeyman is about Boogeyman. I think one of the things about the movie, The Boogeyman, that impressed me so much is the cinematography, the writing and acting. And that seems like, you know, little things, right? You know, that's what every movie should impress you with. But it was a culmination of those things in a, in a sea of so many movies that fail on one of those important things and sound perhaps, but it didn't, it didn't leave a memorable impression for me with sound. Uh, or monster design. And there really is a fantastic, almost award-winning presence of monster design in this film and set design as well, uh, especially when it comes to the creepy things that are taking place. But really it was those simple things. The storytelling is on point, not just because it's based on a Stephen King story. It's loosely based on a Stephen King idea is more like it because this film is so much more fleshed out than the 10 page story that appears in Night Shift. The acting is fantastic. They don't, you know, ham it up. They don't 
act as cardboard cutouts. It's just good acting and really well cast. And of course, the production itself. It is just well lit, well blocked, everything. There may be an Easter egg in there for a different Stephen King story called, I believe, Battleground, because at the very end, when people are leaving, if you look under some stairs, you can see a box of toy soldiers. And it just reminded me of another Stephen King story. So that could be an Easter egg. I'm very curious if they're looking at like remaking that. But yeah, all in all, fantastic, very impressive. And I thought, you know, I'm not interested in the little kid idea of a boogeyman. That's what turned me off of the boogeyman, the film for the longest time. I wanted something meteor, something horrific, something, you know, scary. And it is. I really, really highly recommend the boogeyman, the film. I also highly recommend the boogeyman story in Night Shift. And I'm glad that I grabbed the correct version because I always mix up Night Shift and Skeleton Crew. But yes, a lot of the best Stephen King short stories from way back that are all made into movies now are in those two collections. Night Shift is really the heavy hitter, I feel. But yeah, if you're interested, the boogeyman, the story is in here. And I believe it's Bizarre of Bad Dreams that the bad little kid story appears in by Stephen King that also appears in Enter Boogeyman. I would be remiss to talk about the boogeyman without mentioning the boogeyman, my boogeyman and yours, Michael Myers. I have recently watched the 1978 Halloween via the 2018 Halloween, which are now to be treated as a first and second part of the same story. And it's hard for me because I love Halloween part two so much from way back, the original one. Uh, but you hear the word boogeyman a lot in those films and even into Halloween kills, which we watched. And uh, incidentally, they say evil dies tonight about 35 times. It feels like 300, but it's about 35. They say boogeyman probably about 35 times between those four films if you count all the first and second and first and second Halloween films. So I wanted that kind of boogeyman. I wanted the boogeyman that young Donnie says exists that Laurie Strode says does not. That 30 some years later she has an about face that says you ought to believe in the boogeyman. And my favorite quote from the newer Halloween from 2018, uh, you don't believe in the boogeyman she says to the podcaster who says, I believe in Michael Myers, a deranged serial killer, but the boogeyman, no. And Laurie Strode responds with, you should. And I should, I should take that lesson from Laurie Strode and believe in the boogeyman. I do believe in spooks. Thank you, Stephen King. And thank you to Poppy Z. Bright. Now, Poppy Z. Bright wrote the introduction to enter Boogeyman, the upcoming anthology. Like I said, there's four days left in the Kickstarter. And although that this is just a review video, I don't have a hand in the pocket of Acheron Publications, who is doing this really cool hardcover glow in the dark, glow in the dark, just in case, you know, you need something glow in the dark to fight the Boogeyman, right? I was really turned on by the introduction. So Poppy Z. Bright did an amazing job of bringing it all home to me, talking about the shape, Michael Myers, from the Halloween films as a boogeyman, talking about worldwide boogeymans throughout history. And so these stories, 
do delve into all of those sorts of things. New boogeyman, old boogeyman, boogie boys, <laughs> one of my favorite stories actually. So like there's all sorts of different boogeymen. And I'm really sick of saying that word, but boogeyman. I've even referred to Toki as the boogie dog lately. So yes, boogie everything. Does anyone remember Mr. Boogity? I think of Mr. Boogity often. I also think of that guy that sings eels in the mighty boosh as a boogeyman. So the, I do have a childish appreciation for the boogeyman, however tongue in cheek and reluctant that is, but I have a huge appreciation for real life boogeymen. We have real life boogeymen infecting our airwaves and news because ever since the pandemic hit, we've been looking for a boogeyman to blame. Everybody has on every side of the political spectrum too, and more pop up all of the time, be it out of our closets, under our beds, on the nightly news, we're looking for boogeymen. And I had thought, where is horror going to go during the pandemic? It's going to come inward. It's going to come into our homes and it's going to be these sorts of stories like home invasions, but different, something that's already in the house. And the boogeyman, I guess, is where it's all ended up. Hence, Enter Boogeyman. Now, Enter Boogeyman is a really cool anthology. I enjoyed reading it quite a lot. Four of the stories are reprints from some of the larger names in horror, and the rest are new stories. And I couldn't tell where that began and end, except that I did recognize two stories, the Ramsey Campbell story, and I recognized the Stephen King story, but whatever. So they've raised over $20,000 of their $6,800 goal. That's really cool. Uh, backer packages started about $9, so I thought that was good. I enjoyed visiting their Kickstarter page. I typically don't do Go, GoFundMe's, Kickstarter, stuff like that. If it's good, it'll end up on the shelves, I figure. It's very rare that I back a Kickstarter. Very, very rare. But this particular book caught my eye because of the big names involved and then the setup of their page. I do urge you if you're interested at all to check it out make up your mind for yourself or if you just want more information on all this check it out anyway because you get all the author bios it's just a really well set up funding page that any publisher could follow suit when talking about an anthology nothing worse than a table of contents that doesn't give you a lot of information but the table of contents there is robust so we do have anna taborska graham masterson and carolina Magelska write one story together Lisa Tuttle, Ramsey Campbell, Gwendolyn Keist, Richard Chismar, Lucy Taylor, Stephen King, Brian Evanson, Linda D. Adderson, Craig Spector, Lucy A. Snyder, Joe R. Lansdale, and R.C. Matheson, Gemma Files, John Shirley, and Mercedes M. Yardley. So a really good mix of fantastic authors. And I will also note that within this, all of this boogeyman-ness over the past four days, of course, Tomorrow, Richard Chismar's book, Becoming Boogeyman, comes out. And it is blurbed by Stephen King, who is now the king of boogeymen, is he not? Because he's had these different iterations, a story in 78, not, you know, the same year that the boogeyman of 1973's story, The Boogeyman, which not too far before the boogeyman of the shape in Michael Myers and now the boogeyman movie that came out in the summer of this year and now enter boogeyman and boogeyman this boogeyman that the uh, becoming boogeyman is the sequel to chasing the boogeyman which I think came out last year by Richard Chismar who has a story in enter boogeyman one of the best I will add I've not read 
the Richard Chismar Boogeyman stories, if you have, let me know. And let me know if you think I ought to read them. Richard Chismar's story in Enter Boogeyman, A Nightmare on Elm Lane, is sort of a coming of age. And not the sort of boogeyman story that I expected, but the sort of boogeyman story I wanted in my heart of hearts. It's not about somebody in your closet that is a, a ghostly shape that terrorizes children, but it is a terrorized child nonetheless. He's not that young either. He sort of has that young adult coming of age feel where he only wants to spend X amount of time with his dad because he doesn't want to go play with his friends. But he does spend time with his father in a very adult way because he realizes that this is building memories. And some of the memories he'll probably want to forget once the police become involved. Fantastic story, really good mood setting. And in no particular order, it is one of my favorite stories in there. But another one of my very favorite stories is by Gemma Files. The Gemma Files story again deals with a kid that is coming of age, but it's not told from their point of view. It is their mother's point of view, who has a very realistic take on the boogeyman and what they are. And who knows, maybe they are viewed as a bit of a boogeyman to people around them. They're a photographer that sets up photos sort of like crime scenes and Gemma Files has this knack of writing characters that I just absolutely adore so I had a really great time reading that and it didn't come to way later in the book so I'd already had a good time and then got to that like cherry on top so I really liked that. Earlier in the book though came one of the strongest stories and most unique to me. Boogie Boy is by Graham Masterton and Carolina Magalska and they writing as a duo and it has this Polish countryside undertone and it's modern. Uh, I had this feeling that it was maybe in the 70s or 80s but no it's fairly modern there's cell phones and everything uh, but I felt put back onto the lap of my grandmother eating my Polskiogarki pickles and stuff like that. And the cucumber sandwiches, the things that they mention in that really brought me to my childhood where I lived in a bit of a haunted house and there might have been a boogeyman in the closet where my grandmother developed her black and white photographs. But that aside, this story really spoke to me and it also had that undercurrent of real true crime, actual boogeyman out in the countryside doing a sort of a Citizen X, Albert Fish sort of story going on simmering in the background, which quite a few of these stories do. Another really strong one, which is also pointed out by Ollie over at Criminali, was Long Black Being by Brian Evanson. I loved this story. And it starts out with that sort of uh, cerebral and linguistic trick of the boogeyman here being described as a long black being as opposed to tall. And there's a bit of a meditation on long versus tall. And it just sets the stage for the very cerebral story. And it is a very classic boogeyman story in that it is about a younger kid trying to explain this to adults around them what they're seeing in their closet. A lot like the movie, The Boogeyman, which I enjoyed just all of this boogeyman-ness going on over the past couple days here. There was another story in uh, Enter Boogeyman that caught me by surprise. The Long Goodbye by Craig Spector. And it deals with something sort of like the movie Seder, which I've talked about before, where we're dealing with a more old world folk horror and 
clinical dementia sort of breed of boogeyman in there and it is a very sad tale i really enjoyed the style that it was written as well and it seems to be semi-autobiographical i'm just guessing that or craig specter knows somebody who has dealt with this very closely because it just really hit very close to home and it seems like elder care is that other boogeyman and things that are going on within the mind of somebody whose mind is deteriorating is mistaken for or could very well be a boogeyman. If you've seen the movie Seder, I think that it goes hand in hand with that particular movie. So when I reached Joe R. Lansdale's story, Morning, Noon and Night, it was a whole breath of fresh air because it was another sort of boogeyman story that I wanted that I didn't know I wanted. It kind of blends other horror tactics I love so much in stories into this new fresh take on a young boy encountering a very strange creature that it can't quite explain or describe and blew my mind. I really love that story. Now suffice it to say these are the stories that speak to me. There's so many other stories in here that may speak to you. And if you're interested in reading some of the stories that appear here uh, in reprint format, then you can check out of the Richard Chismar story, I believe is a reprint. The uh, Ramsey Campbell is of course Stephen King and the, uh, I'm just looking here, the Joe R. Lansdale story is also a reprint. So those are the only ones, the rest are all original. So you won't find them anywhere but here for now until they're sold again as reprints, which I doubt will happen because it's such a niche thing. If you're interested in those four stories though, which are very strong and very different, you'll notice I didn't really talk a lot about the Ramsey Campbell or Stephen King one because I'd read them before and they're not to me the strongest stories to me but you may dig them, especially that bad little kid. My God, he sticks in my mind. The story, not so much. Now to talk about Enter Boogeyman and Stephen King, I've got to mention, like they do in a lot of their marketing, that this is his first time on Kickstarter. And I'm wondering if that is a lot of the power behind all those really cool backers that have already backed this project, or if it's these other authors, because I'd like to think it's a lot of these other authors hand in hand with the master of horror himself. But this is his first time on Kickstarter. Well, typically it seems to me Stephen King likes to jump on these new technologies like iPads and e-readers and stuff like that and either write stories about them or use them somehow to experiment with with marketing his stories. I'm shocked he's never been on Kickstarter. Well, welcome, I suppose, and I hope that this goes well for you. Maybe he'll write a story about Kickstarter gone wrong and if he already has, like, let me know. You can pick this up to back all of these cool authors or these this really cool publisher and get this gorgeous glow-in-the-dark book so you can fend off the boogeyman with it when he comes for you. Uh, that or just to have these really cool stories on your shelf. And maybe you can have some fun with Boogeyman by watching Boogeyman films, reading the original stories that sparked these, some of the world stories that Poppy Z. Bright alludes to in the introduction. And whether I say you should pick this up or not, you should at least give in to the boogeyman from time to time. Are you on the list of backers for this particular book? There's quite a lot of them, so I'd be really impressed if you were. So let me know in the comments if you've already read these stories or of course follow a lot of these authors and are looking forward to picking this up. Let me know in the comments below. And of course, thank you very much for watching. Have an ooky spooky day.